What a beautiful day it is here in sunshiny, temperate, very, very bright New Zealand. I'm having a wonderful time this week speaking to you from this balcony, this back deck of this home, pastor's home that we're staying in here in Auckland, New Zealand. And this week on the broadcast, I've been traveling, had the opportunity to spend uh, not too long ago a week in Sydney, Australia, Auckland, New Zealand, have a little bit more time here in country before I head back home. We've been having a wonderful time. Of course, if you'd like to stay up with our travels, you can text me, text the word travel, T-R-A-V-E-L, the word travel to this phone number. Are you ready? 309-316-7240. Again, that phone number is, as I just about shut my eyes because it's so very bright right now. I'm looking for a cloud out there. Oh man, there's not a cloud to be had. Well, it's a beautiful day, but maybe I'll just hold my hand up above my head for the rest of the day. You know, I should go get a hat. Let's do that. I'm going to go get my adventuring hat. I have a green, kind of OD green, olive drab green hat. Can you hold on for just a second while I get my hat? Are you ready? Don't go anywhere. You ready? I'll be right back. All right. Part of me feels just a little bit of a little bit silly. For those of you watching on the YouTube channel on Facebook, yes, you can see that I'm wearing my Tilly hat. If you know anything about Tilly hats, you know that they are like the creme de la creme of, of hat, adventuring hats. And that's what I call this hat that I've got on my head now. I can actually see, I can actually read this my Bible. And um, of course, I'm sure as I put this hat on, the, the clouds are going to come in front of the sun for the entire rest of the broadcast today. But regardless, thank you for jumping in. I greatly appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. This is one of the first ones I've done. Actually, the first one ever I've done with this hat on. Maybe we'll make it a tradition if it goes well. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. We've been going through the book of Mark. We're going to look at one verse today. I'm going to tell you, we're going to read the verse, give you a little bit of context And then we're going to tell you a story, a story I just heard not too long ago, a tract story, but also a story that has to do with the theme that we're going to discuss today. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number one and verse number 35. Can you find your place there? Appreciate so much your listenership as always. I probably have not said it enough today, this week, that I appreciate the fact that you're listening right now. It would be the height of ridiculousness. If I were to speak to this microphone, to this camera, for those of you that watch the video version, without someone on the other end, without someone listening. And thank you for your listenership. All right. Mark chapter number one. The Bible says in verse number 35, I think the elements are just opposed to me today because the wind's blowing my papers around and hopefully... You can't hear too much the wind rustling, but if you if you do, just call it atmospheric audio, okay? Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. I love this picture of Jesus so early on in his ministry. Of course, we've talked about John the Baptist, the forerunner, the messenger, the herald of Christ, earlier in Mark chapter number one, talked about his ministry. Then we had a transition, a pivot point. Now we're talking about Jesus Christ. 
He called James and John uh, and Simon and Andrew. And previously yesterday, we talked about how he healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And uh, he cast out devils without even allowing them to speak. And he displayed his power. Earlier in the week, we talked about his authority. We talked about his purpose for your life. But today, I'm going to talk about prayer. I want to talk very specifically about prayer. You see, here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, we are so blessed with so many prayer warriors. I I am just floored at the number of people that financially support our ministry. But can I tell you more than your money? We need your prayers. And so I'd ask you, friend, I know, I I realize that asking you to pray actually costs something. Because here in the first world, places like Australia, New Zealand, America, in spite of government overreaches, in spite of economic issues, many of us still have at least a little bit of disposable income. Or I should put it this way. We can buy what we want to buy many times, whether it's through government programs or helps. Very few of us, and there are some, I don't discount that, but very few of us are struggling anywhere near as badly uh, on the in the physical sense, financial sense, as places like Burma, Myanmar, a place I was just at two or three months ago, where they have a bowl of rice a day sometimes, maybe not even that. Uh, orphanages where they almost have to decide who will eat that day and who will not because they don't have enough food. Very few of us are so close to the end of our rope that that's a starvation is a real issue for us. In America, having too much food, um, uh, the, the, the health issues and, and problems we have often comes from overindulgence, don't they? Instead of under. So that being said, I am so thankful for the fact that there are people that partner with us financially. But I realize asking you to pray for us, to partner with us, whether it be once a week in prayer, maybe even every day, that is a real investment because all of us have a limited amount of time. And so I thank so deeply our prayer warriors. But I ask you today to re-examine your prayer life. We see here the example of Jesus. And I ask you to examine your prayer life and to see what it can do for the cause of Christ and the gospel's sake. What are we talking about, Brother Micah? Let me tell you a short story. Had the opportunity not long ago to preach at a church in Australia. This was just a week or so ago. Got to speak there. Wonderful time. Wonderful people. They, they treated us so very kindly. They were so easy to preach to. It's amazing. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. God has his people everywhere. Every nation, I believe, under the sun, some of God's people reside there. And even in places like I just spoke of Burma, Myanmar, where they don't have the first world amenities many times of the air conditioning and, and even electricity for more than a couple hours a day. And, but God still works regardless of circumstance. And I was so glad there in Liverpool, Australia, right outside of Sydney, to meet with some of God's people. We had a wonderful time. But you know, I got to hear a story from a man, from the pastor. I heard it from him, and then I heard it from the man himself. There was a man, his name is Santino. That church, many years ago, that church there in Sydney, Australia, was a very evangelistic church. And many years ago, they had begun passing out tracts, realizing in Australia it is legal to letterbox or to put tracts into the mailbox. In America, maybe not so much, but there you can. And this man named Santino, 15 years ago, 
he received a gospel tract from this church. Fifteen years ago, he took that tract. It intrigued him. He read it, and he put it in his Bible. He'd been raised Catholic, Catholic family. And he put that gospel tract in his Bible. It intrigued him, but did not lead him to a professional faith then. He continued to be a family man, to be a workaday man. He's a chef, Santino is, at an Italian restaurant. My only regret of going to Sydney was not going to Santino's restaurant. And for the last 10, 12, 15 years, he worked two jobs, a chef in a restaurant, and I believe I had a catering business as well. Probably, easily, 80 hours a week, it wouldn't surprise me. But because of the pandemic, because of COVID, because of all those things, catering business either went belly up or just kind of dissipated, wasn't really a necessity at the time, events weren't going on, and it caused him just re-examine some things in his life. One of those was his spiritual well-being. So, he took that gospel tract. He, he, it had come, he had come across it. He didn't read his Bible maybe as faithfully as he should have. I don't know how often he did, but he saw that gospel tract multiple times through the years. And it, it, something about it bothered him, not in a bad way, but prompting him towards something. He read that gospel tract and read that gospel tract and finally thought, there's got to be a change. Something's got to give. And he called the phone number on the back of it, got a hold of that church. And through the process of time, Santino came to a glorious understanding of Jesus Christ, his vicarious, meaning in our place, his sacrifice, substitutionary sacrifice for you and for me. He left behind the, the, the tenets, the, 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 the falsehoods of the Roman Catholic Church, and he accepted what the Bible has to say, that salvation is not through indulgences, salvation is not through the Eucharist, salvation is not through any of these things, it's not through the words of some, some man up, up, up in a balcony in St. Peter's, no, no, friend, salvation is only through the, under, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so I ask you, friend, would you please understand what Santino experienced? If you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But for those of you that do know Christ as your Savior, can I tell you that I believe those of you that have prayed for the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, those of you that pray for the gospel's sake, those of you that pray that people get saved, maybe they're people you'll never meet. I believe a man like Santino, that story, 15 years of a gospel track just hanging out in his Bible, leading finally to him darkening the doors of church. And now for the last couple of years, I think a year now, Santino is a faithful member of that church. I got to meet him, hear his story. And he, he was, he, every time I preached, every time anyone preached there that I was there, he was so engaged, so into it. He had new life inside of him. He said, my priorities changed. I, I don't do the catering business anymore. I, I need to be more of a family man. I need to, the money, for, forget the money. I need to be about Christ, about my family. And to see that change in a man's life, can I tell you how that comes about? Oh, most certainly the power of Almighty God. Can I tell you, it's the prayers of God's people that make a change like that. God hears your prayers. If Jesus Christ himself felt the need to leave us a picture of prayer, why, oh why, would we ignore such a potent, such a powerful, such a pervasive tool? It has been said that the only that the only offensive tool that we have in our arsenal is the power of prayer. To think of the fact that we so often are on the defensive, 
Why is that? Well, often I believe it's because we don't use prayer as we should. As I sit here speaking to you, friend, I'm convicted myself. Do I pray as I should? Absolutely not. To my shame, to my chagrin. So can we commit together today? I'll read it again. Mark chapter 1, verse number. The wind blew my pages all over the place. Mark chapter 1, verse number 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Could you commit with me maybe? Make a practical a practical plan. Maybe you're not going to wake up a great while before day tomorrow, but maybe you can start with five minutes early. Maybe you can set your alarm just a bit early and you and I, we can pray with a little more passion, with a little bit more belief that he will answer us. Thank you for listening. Join me tomorrow on the last day of the week of broadcasts from Auckland, New Zealand. Thanks for listening. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.